0: Peyton, how are you? Hi, Katherine, how are you? I'm
1: doing well. Pretty pretty nice gray day outside. I know. Just sitting up here on the second floor
0: of, of White, White, White Horse, Horse looking yeah. out at the bus station <laughs> at beautiful Ever Community College. Yeah, I mean, I'd prefer the sun, but that's what you get for living in Washington. Yeah,
1: that's true, that's true. Well... Welcome to our podcast, A Rancher's Guide to Cowfies, where we answer the research question, how can Texas ranchers reduce
0: methane emissions while still maintaining a livelihood? Mm-hmm. We believe that it is important to reduce methane emissions produced by our country's livestock population to keep our air clean and our planet healthy. At the same time, we don't like cattle ranchers to go out of business just because the cost of sustainable ranching is too high. Our goal is to find strategies and practices that will benefit our planet while being affordable. In order to dive deeper into this topic,
1: we're going to examine a few sources. So, to begin, we have Livestock and Manure Management, a webpage published by the Climate and Clean Air Coalition, aka the CCAC. The CCAC is a large, non-profit organization that was founded in 2012 with the goal of reducing air pollution across the globe. Since then, it has grown with the help of hundreds of sponsors.
0: The CCAC works towards creating quality manure management practices throughout the world in order to reduce air pollution.
1: They have headquarters in regions of Africa, Latin America, and Asia. This particular project of reducing methane emissions from livestock is ongoing
0: as of 2012. The CCAC started this project because unhealthy manure management creates more methane emissions, which we already have plenty of. For real! <laughs> environmental degradation and negative health impacts. So these practices must be changed. Which, I've gotta say, I know it's not high priority for farmers to have super clean farms, but come on, guys. Come on, it's like, like, bro, Hygiene 101, you have to properly manage the poop or bad things will happen. Seriously, so, to counter this, the CCAC works through educational networks, collaboration with farmers, projects and partnerships to spread awareness and create healthier practices for farmers and cattle. So, what do you think of this article, Payton? Overall, I
1: think this article does a great job highlighting one of the ways that the farming industry contributes to methane emissions and how they're working towards solving this problem.
0: Yeah. I like how it's like a more modern
1: yes. approach. This is, yes. this is
0: stuff that's very happening new, right very now. Very new, very happening
1: at the moment. Yeah. This organization is actively working towards solving this problem. Very good information.
0: Good for them. <laughs> Carry on, guys. Take a look at the economic side of the cattle industry. Our next article is called The Price of Meat Is Going Up, Ranchers and Corporations Are Split on Why. It was published by NBC in October 2nd, 2021, and written by Phil McCosland. In the article, McCausland tied in several quotes from various different people. One particular person is Damon Watson, a fourth-gen cattle rancher in Oklahoma. He's been in this for a long time. He talks to McCausland about the current economics and ethics of the meatpacking and cattle ranching business in America and how ranchers across the states are struggling to hang on. This has been (laughs) happening since before the pandemic to current day, and the pandemic certainly has not helped. No, it has not. The main cause of today's ranchers' financial problems is that the meatpacking market is run as an oligopoly. This means that it has a few large businesses who are dominating the market and keeping smaller businesses from becoming competitive. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're
1: saying that small businesses have no chance in the meat industry? Well,
0: not no chance. Okay, but you're a business
1: major. Break this down for us. <laughs> what are we looking at here?
0: We're looking at large businesses who do want small businesses around because they do benefit them in terms of keeping the economy going and training other Employees in this the same market so that they can go from the small business to the large business So they like them to benefit the big businesses. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. All right But what they don't want is the small businesses getting too big and to the point where they become competition for the big businesses All right, so they don't want the competition But they like the idea
1: of the small business
0: helping them out a little bit exactly. All right, Also, these large businesses aren't immune to shutdowns, like a lot of businesses aren't immune to shutdowns, which were increased by the pandemic. So when they are forced to shut down, the ranchers can't sell their products to them. This causes the ranchers to lose profits, especially since cattle is a perishable product. And so if you don't get it sold and processed, it's not going to last very long. All of this puts ranchers in a tight spot, so some have turned to opening their local meat packing oper- their own local meat packing operations. But having several small businesses instead of a few large corporations ultimately drives up the cost for consumers. It's a toss-up as to which works best. So, the president
1: of Tyson talks about this and he does. They don't want small businesses getting big, right? Not necessarily. No. So, they, they say they support small businesses. Yes. Well, obviously, they don't truly support small businesses well, because they don't want them to be in competition with larger businesses.
0: Right. The key word here is small business. <laughs> so, they support small businesses staying small. Like I said earlier, they like what the small businesses have to offer, but they don't want the small businesses becoming too large to the point where they become competition and then threaten whatever hold the mar- that the big businesses like Tyson have on the market. If small businesses stay small, then large businesses like Tyson can require those small businesses to pay more. They can require the ranchers to do business on their, on the, their own terms. They can... Yeah, so they're,
1: they're kind of control freaks in this
0: situation. They, yeah. want, they want to be they, in they control, want the control of the whole industry. Yeah. Which is kind of toxic, not going to lie. Kind of toxic. Kind of toxic. toxic. So we're going to look at one more article, and this is going to be a more in-depth look at the science behind methane emissions from cattle. So this article is called The Controversial Quest to Make Cow Less Noxious.
1: <laughs> a very valiant quest, I must say. For real, for real. So this article was published by wired in october of 2021 and it interviews scientists at uc davis making it both current and credible so pretty much animal scientists at uc davis are studying how different additives to cows diets affect their methane emissions this is important because cows generate a very large amount of the world's methane and lowering this amount would allow us to see immediate climate effects like
0: Cleaner air, cleaner air healthier land better ecosystem. right maybe even the cattle would taste better yeah for people who eat beef that's true that's
1: true so the answer they found is seaweed seaweed additives seaweed can reduce emissions <laughs> up to 82 percent 82 percent is a lot yeah we have plenty of seaweed uh-huh and these these seaweed additives they can be added to feed or for grass fed cows like a salt lick or even in their water. I like the idea of a salt lick. Kinda cute. Just yeah. cows. They just they have this little thing of salt. Agreed. They they like lick it. They're like, mmm this is so tasty. <laughs> mm, I like
0: salt Absolutely
1: adorable. getting your
0: electrolytes. I wonder, do you think they can make the salt lick in like a cute shape? Yeah, oh, I wanna like a little heart salt. Yeah, yeah. That makes me
1: not not want to eat meat anymore. Or,
0: like or I don't know, like what do you cow? I think I like... should go vegan. We could do like a little carrot-shaped salt lake. I don't know. Yeah, adorable. I think that'd be really cute. Adorable.
1: (laughs) So although this could work, it might not be the right fit for every beef and dairy farmer in the world, especially in developing countries, where farmers could be extra wary of side effects.
0: True, and they might not be in developing countries. It might cost too much for things. That's true. Also, like this, you know, solutions like this. Yeah, it's not their priority. Their priority is. It's one more thing to buy, yes, right? Yes, exactly. One more mouth to feed. Can we talk about the cows with the weird feeding machine? Yes. It's <laughs> so the- weird. So, to explain this in the article, um, Mittliner, is that who it was? Yes. Okay, they're doing this study on the cows, right? Um, and they have this machine. It looks kind of like a wood chip machine where they just, you, the cow sticks his head in and they <laughs> dispense feed. And then there's like this little metal tube that measures the, whatever methane the cow emits The cows just trying to eat, right? Right. Cows are just
1: trying to eat. They're just trying to eat
0: without getting their methane measured. It's, it's a weird looking yeah. machine. But, but it works. But it gets the job done. Yes. So, and it doesn't hurt the cows at all. As, yeah, right. it shouldn't hurt them. I Hopefully. don't think it's, like, depressing or yeah. anything, so... They don't know. They're just cows, right? Just cows. <laughs> just cows for <laughs> us to eat, I guess. <laughs> so, I just thought it was kind of a weird machine, but definitely a very, um, ingenuitive... Yes. Is that the right word? Yes, Take ingenuitive. Very, like, inventive, right? Yes. Also, the bolus. This was another thing that Mitt Linner, um... Uh, A scientist at... What was it? UC Davis? UC Davis. Yep. Um, This was another thing he suggested along with, like, the salt lakes and the water. He... It's... The bolus is, like, a little machine that they're developing. It's not... It's not ready yet, but they're working on it. um, That they would implant in the cow to... Uh, slowly release. They put it in the cow. The, they put it in the cow. Stick it in the cow. Stick, really? Yeah, like like you know how you put like a heart monitor yeah, in a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is kind of like a the same concept. A but... stomach monitor, maybe. Okay. I don't know exactly where okay. they put it, but in the cow somewhere. Yeah. Um. So it could be like a stomach or in some sort of intestinal system, oh. whatever. Um. But it like slowly releases the vitamins, the same kind of seaweed stuff that helps reduce the methane emissions. So another option. Now yes. not a very like cost effective Exactly. Option. I don't see that
1: working in developing countries where even like a seaweed salt lick is not their priority for the cat. Right.
0: If they're not gonna buy a seaweed salt lick, why would they buy this bolus? And exactly. and if the bolus broke, what veterinarian is gonna be able to exactly fix it without like just removing this, yeah, it? Yeah,
1: obviously it's not there's lots of options but they're still not perfect not for quite every there. single cow farm in the world. Right. But obviously, we can start with the ones that can afford it, that can, like, do something about this problem.
0: I think farmers here in the States would be more willing to buy things like a yes, salt liquor or a bolus. I
1: I Especially think- if they know it's going to, like, help their cows, potentially, like, positive effects for the environment. Right. It
0: won't hurt them or their cows. It would create a better product, um... But, like, it still but comes down do we, to the But why money. do we need
1: all this technology? It's because, because not all cows are fed from feed. Like, grass-fed right, cows. Right. Grass-fed is very common. It's all over the labels. It's people want grass-fed beef.
0: Because it tastes better. Obviously, you can't put seaweed in grass. <laughs> no. Even though well, that'd be interesting. Sort of, what if they, like, if dried they it and seaweed? crumpled it up and sprinkled it in the grass? <laughs> But then maybe that, that would, like, waste a lot, right? I don't know. Maybe it's not the seaweed. I don't know. Maybe it's something in the seaweed that they... Anyways. Maybe if it's, like, a seaweed extract.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, to put in the water. Yeah. Perfect.
0: Something like all that. All right.
1: Well, pretty much almost every cow bodily function, like burps and farts and their poop, all produce greenhouse gases, which is negatively affecting our planet. Ew. Nasty. <laughs> Gross. I mean, we do it, too. So yes. It's that's not just them. true. That's true. And it's not the cow's fault, but it is the cow's fault.
0: Sort of? There's nothing
1: they can do about it, (laughs) but it's totally their fault.
0: (laughs) Maybe it's not. I don't know. (laughs) We're just trying to help the planet, okay? Yes. That's our goal. At the same time, it sounds like these dietary substances are an option for reducing those emissions, right? So we we can help the planet in some way. The question is, and we've already discussed this, but we're coming back to it are they effective enough to justify their cost Exactly. Obviously, cost is a very important thing for farmers, farmers. especially ranchers who are already
1: struggling financially. Exactly. That's, because of big industries, yeah, who are robbing them in a way <laughs> sort of <laughs> Sort of. But
0: kind of yeah. They're they're kind of cheating them. I suppose yeah. it depends on how you look
1: at it. But but the ranchers and the farmers are already in a hard situation and Especially the small ranchers and farmers, and they're not going to want to pay a lot of money to implant a machine in their cow. No, pretty I much. mean
0: hay is cheap. Yes, that's part of the reason they feed them. Yes, and you know, and if they're grass-fed cow, they don't have to pay anything for the grass to grow. So exactly, it's gonna. Exactly. You're gonna have to find. We're gonna have to find something that uh-huh. will convince them to yes. either purchase something like a salt lick or find something that's cheap enough it's kind of a no-brainer exactly and we will
1: dive deeper into this in our next episode so right yeah so Tune stay tuned. in next time in a few weeks
0: <laughs> we will already
1: discuss this again yep so, well thank you for listening we obviously mm-hmm. had a great time discussing this
0: hopefully you learned something <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed this and yes and thank you Thank you so much. Thank you, Peyton. Yes, thank you, Catherine. Thank you. This is great. Next time, we should have Madeline, our third oh, co host. Yes, she had uh, wisdom teeth surgery on Wednesday. This is two days before we were recording this oh, show. She so can't talk right now. Can't so talk right obviously now. Obviously, you don't want that in your podcast. It would just be a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, like mumbling <laughs> and yeah pretty much pretty bullet. much so yep we'll get her in here next time and it yep. might be a little bit more interesting because she has some very good views very and, and a very good perspective yes. on this opinion and she's very passionate about it so look forward to the next episode when we have her doing it with us all right we'll see you so, next time see you next time Bye. bye <laughs>